Here on Greener Grass, we're ready to grow together, learn people's stories, lives, and successes. And we've had some amazing people on the podcast. We want to bring some special partnerships to all of you, things that we love, things that we can share and get you a little bit of discount so you can try some things out. And we had Vibrant, the body company, the bra that's changing the world on Greener Grass. And we're offering a special affiliate code for you to get a fit and try this amazing bra bra out. It's the bra that's certified clean, no wires, and so comfortable. And I can say that definitely for myself. I'm wearing it right now. So make sure you use the affiliate code below to try out this amazing bra. We also, another clean product, Hewing Grace. We know uh, the affiliation I have with this company hormone disruptors are something that affect all of our lives every day and these are some amazing products from the night serum to the body oil that are hormone disrupting free and we also have a code for you to try out some of those amazing products so here on greener grass we're all about sharing stories people's lives and we're going to bring on some amazing affiliates here and there just to get you a discount um, of things that carrie and i both love Thanks for listening, and we're so happy that you're a part of the Greener Grass family. This is Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh. How are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in. If you go to our show notes, there's a link there to join the Greener Grass family. You'll get our newsletter every other week. We would love to have you. And for all you out there uh, who might not be um, safe in their homes, we are thinking of you, sending love out to you. And uh, yeah, today we have Aida Lawler. She is a business coach and so inspirational. So excited for you guys to hear her story and talk about um, some small things that we can do to uh, to enrich our lives and our businesses. So here's Kelly's interview with Aida. So I am actually a business coach. Um, I help uh, women, high-performing women in the online space um, with their businesses. So about 95% of the people that I coach are in the direct sales world. So that was originally where I came from. Um, and then I was with a company, a direct sales company, clean beauty company for six plus years. And I left that exactly a year ago, just a couple of days shy of that, um, hung up my shoes in the direct sales world or so I thought to solely focus on coaching. And um, then I, you know, fell into the world of Hue and Grace. And I was like, all right, well, I want to do this now. So here I am. So we love to surround ourselves with badass people. And I would say, um, you know, I don't know officially how many months we've been doing this, but I always feel like people's stories, journeys have a million nuggets. And I love really... Um, diving into people's lives and you're certainly a badass in in all ways. Oh, you are too kind. <laughs> no, it's real and every time I, you know, hear you talk, it's just um amazing to me like where where you come from. I think there are so many things out there around mindset and confidence and 
you know, I just was talking on a call and people were talking about mindset, but I think it's also the people that you surround yourself with, the things you listen to, the books you read. Sure. And so those are the reasons I wanted to bring you on because you always inspire me, motivate me, and are clearly, are clearly Thank you. And always. So I would love for you to just start off by sharing a little bit about yourself, um, where you grew up, all the things that kind of got you to the place um, that you are now. Because I don't know that either. So I feel like it'll be for me to learn. My journey, my journey is all over the place. And I think that people are always so intrigued to hear sort of my past um, because they see, you know, the sort of elevated, you know, I'm 41. I have this beautiful home and great marriage and, you know, two beautiful babies. And what they don't see behind that is, you know, a divorce at 27, growing up in Section 8 housing, um, long infertility journey. So people are really now privy to this beautiful, I don't even want to say happy ending, right? Because this isn't the end. It's still, I'm still in my journey and it just feels like it's getting better and better. But I always love to share um, where I came from because I think it gives people really wonderful perspective and possibility. And so I always talk about, and you know, you've heard me talk about this. And if you've been in my community, you probably know this already, but I always talk about the fact that when we see other women, especially in business, in life, and their relationships, just killing it and you know doing all the things that we wish for ourselves, that we take that as a moment to sort of thank the universe for giving us evidence of what is actually possible for us, right? Because up until that point, it's only really lived in our mind and in our thoughts and in our dreams. When we see somebody else who has those things that we desire, I don't care if it's the Chanel bag, you know, the ability to travel the world in an RV with their family or partner or just a really freaking great relationship. Really, it's just a gift from the universe saying like, you know, that thing you keep asking for, it's totally possible because here's physical evidence and proof of what you want and that it's available and it's available for you now. And so I think when we sort of take ownership, and I think this probably takes years of wisdom, right? I'm, I'm sure Kelly, you can agree to this, that, you know, things don't really start to become more clear until we go through that contrast in life, right? Till we go through that really painful relationship or divorce or, you know, really tough obstacle because it's through that contrast that really allows us to get really clear on what we actually want. So had I not gotten a divorce at 27 years old, I wouldn't have known, oh, gee, this isn't what I want in a relationship. I actually want this. Um, had I just stuck in that relationship and been super unhappy and we were both unhappy, um, you know, I feel like at some point it would have been inevitable anyway. But I think that I, it was a gift that that happened to me so young um, where I was still able to, you know, shift somewhere else um, in my life. So I think about like just how, what a sort of jealous person I was at that age because I saw so many of my friends in really happy relationships. And that's why I always say, listen, you see that other woman who is so happy in the relationship, like that gets to be real and that gets to be available for you. And I think when I was in that moment of scarcity and unhappiness, like I just didn't even think it was possible. I thought everybody was miserable in their marriage and that was just the rite of passage and you just live that way. Um, so so when I went through that really challenging process and realized, okay, like this is amazing. Um, it's not all so terrible and things will start to shift. Then, you know, things start to change. 
Do you have any questions for me? Because I feel like I'm just going. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I love that you're going. I kind of, when I was thinking about you this morning, getting ready, because I always kind of dive in like, okay, what do I have on my plate today? What's, you know, who are the people? And I was thinking that you would probably talk because that's what you do and you do it so well. <laughs> so I was like prepared for that. But, you know, two, I love that you shared that because I do think, I mean, listen, you're gorgeous. You have it going on. When I look at your social media and hear you talk, you talk with such confidence and, and even your, the pictures of your perfect family and all the things people get that perception. And I think sometimes people don't realize the things that came the stepping stones that got you to that place. And I think that it can be super motivational, inspirational, aspirational, all the things for them to know that you, your life wasn't perfect. Um, and no. even growing up. So how did you, do, do you feel like digging deep and shifting to where you are today happened because of your divorce? Or did you feel like what happened, you know, in your childhood that also pushed you to want more or want, to, you know, for you to be the person that was going to push for the path that you wanted to be in in life? Oh, sure. So I was, I was always the scrappy kid, right? Like I am an only child. Um, and I say this, share this story. My mom has said to me like on the DL, like, you know, you share this story. Like it was a real struggle and it was hard. And I'm like, mom, you were an amazing mom. I don't think there's ever a time that I've ever shared our story where I have not said how incredible and how impactful that you've been in my life. But the truth is a truth. And so when I share my truth, it's part of my story. And that has nothing to do with how you show up as a parent, because I think you're incredible. So my mom had me at 18. And my dad was just not a part of the picture at all. He was just, you know, just left, like just up and left, basically, um, chose a life of drugs, etc. But you know, lucky for me, I was not around that. And so I didn't see that I grew up in a very loving very matriarchal Latin family, but there was a lot of divorce that permeated my family. You know, my grandparents divorced. Um, I didn't have a relationship with my father. My parents had divorced. And so he just wasn't part of my life. And so I, because my mom had me so young and she had younger siblings. So my, my aunts and uncles, you know, are 15 years or so older than me. They were more like older siblings. And so it was an expectation that I, behave like a young adult growing up. And so I feel like I matured a lot faster. Um, and I always sort of just set this precedent for myself of the things that I wanted in my life. So I grew up in Section 8 housing in a border town called San Ysidro, like right next to, you know, the Mexican border in California. And um, I was fortunate enough at the time that we had these incredible family friends um, who allowed me to go to school in their community. So my mom drove me like 30, 35 minutes every single day to this beautiful area in school. And so it was like living a double life. So, you know, I went back to my tiny little apartment, but seeing how my friends grew up, you know, who owned horses and, you know, dads owned um, radio stations gave me sort of possibility, right? So at this young age, even though I lived where I lived, I never thought I'm going to stay here. I never thought I'm not going to go to college because that's where all my friends were doing. My mom was incredibly smart to put me in that environment so that I could become a product of that environment. So I knew for me that it was never going to be an option not to go to college. So I was the first one in my family to go to college and graduate. So that was like a huge deal. 
And I have so many friends that tell me now, like, well, how is it that you're, you know, such a great speaker and you're so confident and you're so eloquent? And I said, I've been training for this my whole life. So in fourth grade, I started to sign up for speech competitions. Um, and like, who does that? In fourth I love, grade? This. Like, my daughter's- I love this about you, this nugget. <laughs> my mom did, th- my mom, my daughter is going to be entering fourth grade. And I think the last thing that she would ever come home and say is like, hey, can you sign me up for this competition that's being done by Bank of America? Um, so I started to do these uh, starting in fourth grade and that sort of world I carried through speech and debate all through up to like, you know, my first couple of years of college. Um, so that was the circuit that I lived in. So when people are like, how do you just get up on stage and talk? I'm like, I've been training my whole life for this conversation. <laughs> right. Right. That's amazing. so, so yeah, I think it was from that sort of that idea and mindset that, what I want is available to me. And, you know, I have the ability to, to manifest things that I desire. And it started at that time where it's like, I live this life, but I see what's possible. And so that has helped carry me through all of my life, adolescence into, um, you know, into adulthood, young adulthood. So I think that getting a divorce for me when that happened was so crushing to not just me and my family, Um, not just me, but my family also, because it was like, I was sort of the perfect child. And so when that happened, it was just like gut wrenching. But when I look back, Kelly, I think to myself, like, thank God for that. Like, thank, like, I'm so grateful for my ex. He's incredible. He's a very nice person. We just weren't meant for each other. And that's okay. I I can accept that. It's interesting that you, um, you know, even bringing this up, I feel like, I don't want to say, if I say perfectionist, my listeners, my co-host, Carrie, you probably yourself will be like, whatever, you are scattered all over the place doing all the things. But I do care about all the things that I'm super passionate and driven. And I like to show up. I like to try to do my best. So I don't know if perfectionism is the right word, but I really like to do all the things and I try to do them really well. And Mm -hmm. so getting divorced for me too was a huge, um, it's a huge deal. And I feel like it's like a failing at something and giving up. I don't like to give up at things. I like to like push until, you know, all the things. So we're scrappy. Yes. Like all in for all the things always. And I also love that you're saying, you know, two amazing I had amazing parents amazing parents and I feel like they raised three kick-ass kids um but still there's a truth to the situations you grow up in and the same as our kids will have right about us their perception their truth that you know the journey that they have and so I love that you kind of own all of those things and you know, don't, don't necessarily feel bad, bad about them. I mean, I think in a minute you said that there was, it was gut wrenching when you got divorced, but also recognizing where you are today and the growth that you have from then till now and Mm -hmm. embracing that because you wouldn't be the person that you are today if you had. No. And I, I think that, you know, when people talk about like, wow, it just seems like when you look at the sort of dichotomy of like where you were, it's like, you had nothing, then you had everything, and then you sort of lost everything because I did. I mean, through the divorce, it was like at the height of, you know, the recession in 2007. So, you know, I took a haircut on my first house. I was the breadwinner. So I had to like give up half of my 401k. Like 
it was just a very, like I was the breadwinner. Like, I don't even know how I fell into the job that I did. I had an incredible job making six figures at 25, bought a house, some Mercedes, all these great things only to like lose it all because of, you know, financially everything shifted for me. So I had to build all over again. And so I always tell people like that is just so replaceable and it's so doable again, over and over and over again, as many times as you need to do that, because I've seen that I've seen that in my life. And so when you sort of have this rock solid mentality of like, okay, that was a moment that's not going to define everything that I do moving forward. And I think for me, and this all comes with age, obviously, but I think one of the things that I noticed as far as like being really open to receive is what shifted everything for me in my life. So by way of example, my journey's all over the place, but I think about my my partnership right now with my husband, you know, we've been together since like 2008 and we've been married a decade and he's 20 years older than I am. He has four older stepchildren um, on paper and he lived cross country. So he lived in Boston and I was in California. On paper, it does not make one bit of sense, like one iota of sense whatsoever. It's like, why can't you find somebody that's closer in age to you and is in California and you don't have to leave your family? And, you know, just all the things that you think about. And I think to myself, thank God I was so open to that relationship and pursuing that because it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. You know, I have two beautiful babies and I have um, four older stepchildren that I have incredible adult relationships with now who are starting their own families. And so, I get to be a part of this dynamic where it's not a this or that, it's a this and that. It gets to be a bonus situation. So I think when people think about their lives and the things that they've lost when they go through a divorce or, you know, they're dating again, or they jump back into, um, you know, a relationship and you're blending families, especially it's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but the work is definitely worth it. That's for sure. I love that. And I love, you might need to say it again. So it's not this or that it's this and that. Yes. I love that. I also love, because I do think that it is life in general, regardless if it's in a huge way of losing it all and then having it all and then losing it all, but it's about being able to dig deep. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you're the person that chooses, makes the choices and owns the path. So Um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have on you on was because of the confidence and the mindset. Did you, you know, okay, so you learned, you had all these things happen with the trials and tribulations of being divorced. And then in the amazing relationship that you are now, um, Mm -hmm. how did you dive into this being your sweet spot? Just from like, I'm very spiritual. I'm Catholic, but I'm very spiritual. I'm very I'm, I'm very open. My kids go to Catholic school, but I'm like, give me all the woo. Give me all the spirituality. I want to hear all the things. Um, and so for me, I feel like I started to kind of embrace that manifestation idea when I was like 14, 15 years old. I would write things down and I would focus on them and they would just happen in all kinds of different ways. You know, I think about even like my situation, you know, being, I think I was 14 at the time my mom uh, married my stepdad. And in that time, that was probably the roughest period of our lives. Like my mom didn't have a car, so she could send me to private school. That just talks to you about sort of her thought process of, I want you to be a product of your environment. So she gave up having a car and shared a car with her sister and mom for like two and a half, almost three years. 
And I remember at 14, like I remember a very specific time where it was like, gosh, how are we even going to pay bills right now? Like my mom's like, you're going to have to go to public school. Like we can't do this. And being so in that moment of like, just feeling hopeless for the first time in my life, really feeling like, geez, is this going to be my life forever? Um, And I remember sitting down and writing things, the things that I wanted. And my mom and I actually did it together. And I'm not kidding. Within a couple of months of that, my mom ended up meeting my stepdad. They got engaged after like three dates, basically. It was like love at first sight for them. Um, And we moved into a beautiful home. And he was just always so supportive of my education and continued to pay for my private school and, you know, not to disrupt my life. And I'm so grateful for that. So like, I mean, that was big, right? You go from like this tiny little apartment, how are we going to pay bills to, wow, my mom now has found a life partner who she's still married to and is like, they're the most amazing grandparents to our kids to we, our life's completely changed. My, my mom has a new car. We live in this beautiful house. I get to continue going to school. Like that's not coincidence. That's deep faith um, and being open to receiving. And so in that moment, I didn't realize how powerful I was, but looking back now, I think, oh my gosh, like I did that. I helped create that. And so that just means like, what else, what else can I do? What else can I create? And so I think about even being in sort of back in the direct sales world, which has been my latest gig and having the ability to collapse time to be able to do the same things I've done before, but faster and better. And I think that we can do that with anything in our lives Um, do things faster and better. And that's because of our experiences in the past. So um, that's for me just been like one of those moments in time where I'm like, I remember that at 14, how I was able to like make magic happen. Um, And that's all deep faith and work and all the things, right? But, and and that's not to say that things aren't going to get lifey because life gets lifey. You know, people get divorced, things happen, people get sick. Um, But it just, it's just, again, evidence of what's possible. Okay. So for, and, and not that we can do this in a short podcast, because I know that faith and, um, you know, manifesting and all those things take, I would think, practice and digging deep. But I think that there are probably a lot of women and men out there that don't, even understand the magic that they own or the power that they have in themselves. I mean, even in everyday conversations in business and in personal life, when I hear some, you know, things that people see as obstacles in their life or, you know, things that are holding them back, they completely have the ability to change some of those things. But I don't think that they have the confidence and the power to do that. Sometimes the will too, but I think if they had the confidence in the, and they knew they had the power that the drive would come. So for someone that doesn't even realize that they have that ability or power, what does it look like? Do you, I mean, do you sit down with a journal and write down all the things that you want or see um, or wish that you could have? I don't even like to use the word wish because I think, you know, you know, all the reasons, but yeah, I think there, I think there are so many modalities um, that we can utilize to create um, in our life and in our world. Right. So some people journal, they write affirmations, they meditate, yoga, ground themselves, you know, go outside barefoot, um, create vision boards, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, But I think it's two things really. First and foremost is you have to take radical responsibility for 
where you're at in your life. You have to take accountability for that because if you are a victim to what everybody else is doing, like you're just living your life by default and accepting that. So, you know, if everything else is like, oh, I didn't get that job because my boss hates me or, you know, I'm in this terrible relationship and I'm so disrespected. It's like, no, that's a choice. You can find a different job. Um, you can you can ask for what you want in a relationship. And if it's not given to you or your partner's not meeting you where you're at, then it's like time to leave the situation. Stop giving sort of your power um, to other people and letting them dictate where your future is going. So taking radical responsibility, first and foremost, of the state of your life and business, wherever you're at and say, no, this is on me. I get to decide because everything that we want and desire is based on a decision. And so firstly, take responsibility. Second, what are you focusing on? What are you thinking about? Because we create and manifest based on feelings and thoughts, um, feelings first and foremost. And so what are you thinking about? What are you talking about? What are you uh, sharing with other people? Because when people have talked to me and I've had clients say like, you know, I like, I don't understand. I'm, I'm thinking about these things all the time and I'm having conversations about the things that I want. And what I'm finding is that they're, they may not have what they want but they have what they're thinking about. And so that might mean, you know, you really want a Mercedes G-Wagon, but you're not thinking about yourself actually owning it, driving one, licking the leather, like really allowing yourselves to feel into the moment of the Mercedes G-Wagon. You're thinking of all the reasons you don't have it already or why it's, you know, frivolous or it's expensive or what people would think. It's a compound effect. So you're going to create based on what you're thinking about. And if you're thinking about all the reasons that you cannot have it versus all the reasons that you already have it, then that's what you're focused on. So radical responsibility for the state of your life and business. And what are you thinking about? Because you may not have what you want, but you have what you're thinking about. So really start to shift into allowing yourself, even from a step of just visualizing, like just take five minutes to visualize. Like you can sit there. Like I am a big proponent of writing affirmations, but I only suggest that because it gets people in a routine to start thinking about the things that they want and writing them down and having them in their face every single day. Um, I don't believe in vision boards because I feel like people make them and then put them away in their closet and they don't think about them. If you're going to create a vision board, put something on your phone and look at it every day. I have something on my phone and I realized the other day I've already manifested and called in like the three things out of seven that are on my phone. I'm like, oh, I need to update this. Like I already have some of these things. So Really just start to think about the things that you you actually want on a cellular level, not like what you think everybody wants for you. It's what what do you actually want? You know, what does Kelly actually want? What does Carrie actually want? And then step in and reverse engineer from that place. Don't think about how to have those things. Just imagine yourselves already living that life, having those things. I think that's key. And just stepping in and creating based on feeling and emotion. So that would be what I would recommend. Okay. So I know you do this for a business and, and we can talk about at the end of this, you know, if someone wants to find you from a coaching perspective or, um, you know, the business that you're building right now, I want to share that information at the end, but do you do this in, I know you do this for yourself personally, but do you find that you do this in your relationship with your husband? Do, do, your, do you do this as a, as a couple together? And do you do this as a mom? Because you came from a relationship that didn't work and now you have such an amazing family. Do you use this with that? So it's so interesting because I believe my husband is the most amazing manifester I've ever met in my life. Like he grew up with nothing. He's one of nine. 
Um, and he's always so proud of his story. And so, and he, as well, he should be, but he's a completely self-made man, completely self-made, super successful, but the most humble person you'll ever meet. And there is nothing that he's ever wanted that he's not created in his life, but he doesn't come from the same place that I do. Like he and I don't vision cast together. He, like I've asked him before, I'm like, Hey, do you want to do this? He's like, no, that's, that's not what I do. But I did ask him because he thinks it's like, he's like, I don't do those things. But he does, he does visualize himself in the things that he, he desires because I finally pulled it out of him. I'm like, all right, so you say you don't do these things, but like, how do you envision like you, and he's so intuitive. He's that person that you're sitting there watching a movie. And then he's like, oh yeah, it was the guy in the library and he did it with such and such. And I'm like, dude, the credits are still rolling and it's exactly <laughs> how it plays out. So I always tell him like, you're psychic and you're scaring me because he's very intuitive. Um, but yeah, so he and I, we don't vision cast together, but we have conversations about the goals and the things that we aspire for as a family. We're very in line with that. There really isn't much that we like don't agree on. We're usually in line. And I think the thing that has always worked for us is been we both, if it's a really big decision, it needs to be a yes, yes vote. So by way of example, let's say, you know, we wanted to up and move to California tomorrow. He would have to be behind it hundred percent. And I would have to be behind it hundred percent. If he's a no and I'm a yes, then the answer is no. Yeah. And that's with anything that we do. And it's like, we can have a, a great conversation about, you know, a lively conversation, if you will, like, this is what I think this is my side. But if that person doesn't shift over from their thought process, then you just respect that. So that's been really helpful for us. Okay. I love that. The yes, no, if it's a yes and a no, it's a no. Okay. I mm-hmm. love that as a relationship. And that's kind of just, um, the rules. I, I don't want to say rules, but how the two of you work. Yeah. So I feel like you are super strong, um, you know, independent. Does that, I think it takes a strong man sometimes yes. to have a woman who is, independent, strong, assertive, goes for it. Do you feel like you just met your match in that way? Or when you started looking for someone, was that something that you knew was important? Yes, because I felt like with, you know, without sounding disrespectful to my ex, um, I just feel like I, I railroaded him in most decisions. There was like, there was no yes, no. If I said yes, and the, at the end of the day, my answer it was going to be a yes. Like I was going to get my way. Um, and again, that's all, it's, it, it's all wisdom with age, right. And experience. He's literally like, no, it's not going to be that way just because you say so. Um, and I also work through my own stubbornness, just having conversations with him. Um, but I, I will say when I was back in the dating world, I remember sitting with a lot of, you know, professionals, guys around my age where I'm like, I just feel personally like I'm an old soul. And I would be sitting there eating dinner and thinking, I can chew you up and spit you out. Like this is not going to work. Um, and so it does, it takes, I believe for me, it's a really strong personality. And so maybe that's why I had to go 20 years older <laughs> to meet my match for sure. Yeah. There's something to be said, um, you know, and every, you know, perception and, and my own story, but there's something that I like to be independent and strong and do my thing, but I make so many decisions all the time from a business standpoint and lead that I want someone who balances me out in the sense that chooses dinner and choose chooses where we're going. But no, like I want someone who allows me to be myself, but also is someone that feels like they 
do things and take charge in a, in a relationship way. I don't know if that makes sense. First, no, a thousand percent. I think that was sort of the bane of my existence in my last relationship would be something as simple as where do you want to go for dinner? And it's like, where do you want to go? It's like, that wasn't the question. It's just like, make a decision. Yeah. Um, and so for me now, that's, it, it feels so much more of a partnership versus I can't be a mother, a friend and a wife. Like I can't carry all three of those titles. And I feel like in this relationship, this is an actual partnership. That's how it feels. And I also feel at the same time though, that my husband is probably one of my greatest mentors, especially in business. So, so much so that I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons that I've been so successful as a coach, because a lot of the things that I say, I I feel coming out of my mouth at times, I'm like, oh my gosh, T would say this exact same thing, or this is what T would say. This is why we're so aligned, um, especially when it comes to like big decisions for our family. So I I 100% agree with you. I think it it needs to be a match, um, especially if you're a strong personality. Okay. So I think you're an energy giver. Um, that's what I like to say. I think that, you know, between coaching calls and maybe not, maybe you'll say that I'm wrong, but when you coach in the way that you do and help people see the bigger picture or help see their power or what they can do, if they really, uh, manifest it, dig deep, do you feel like you give a lot of your energy away or do you? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. A thousand percent, which is honestly one of the reasons that I've continued to pivot and shift and change my, my business model over the years. So, you know, when I first started, it was like, I was giving everything away in the kitchen sink. And what I realized was, is that my time was so valuable that, when getting on calls, like, yeah, you can increase prices. But for me, it wasn't even about that anymore. It was more like I get to pick and choose who I want to work with. And it's, I think one of the reasons that I've kind of taken a little bit of a mini hiatus from that coaching space, because it does take so much and it's, I'm happy to give it, but I also now feel in my life that, um, right now I'm in a season where I want to give that energy to my family, to my new business, um, my my latest business venture, that's where I want to give the time to. So I like, just as I said before, taking that radical responsibility, rather than just say yes to all the things I've learned, it's about intentionality. And so especially for women, I feel like we, we are people pleasers naturally, right? We just want to be able to give and, and say yes. And I've taught a lot of my clients, um, especially one-on-ones that you need to be super ruthless with your time and your energy in a way where just as easily as you used to say, yes, I want you to just as easily learn to say no, because that's a lot harder to do. Um, But I think when you do that, things change. Okay. And, and do you feel like it took you a while to get to the space of learning to say no? Yes, Yes. absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. Because you know, I'm thinking, especially in business, like, oh, I don't want to lose clients. I don't want to upset this client. Um, but what I realize is it doesn't have to be that way. My clients don't get to dictate, you know, where, how I'm making my money. I, I think that when you start to learn and realize that when you make it about your clients or how many recruits you have, or these people that didn't buy from you that said that they were going to buy from you, and then you make that, that's the reason for the state of your business, for the lack of success or for the success then you're completely missing the picture because you are the reason that you are successful. So when you make it about somebody else, you're totally giving your power away, which is why for me, I'm like, all right, I'm not, 
I, I get to shift. I get to pivot because I take responsibility for where my life is going and how successful I get to be. So I get to shift my focus on my new and latest venture. And that's not going to affect me because I decide. So that's kind of how I've shifted and pivoted for sure. Okay. So to finish out today, I mean, listen, confidence mindset, I'm going to ask three things of you. It's like three questions in a row, but one, um, we are both at an amazing company. I've mentioned it before on here, but Hugh and Grace, and I know all the reasons that I'm here, but if someone wanted to find you for your coaching business or to learn more about, um, the incredible business that you're building right now, um, can you share that information? And then I would love for you to, what is one thing that you would leave the greener grass, grass listeners, you know, inspiration, something to dig deep or, you know, something to walk away with that they should do today or start today. So, um, you can actually find me, um, at Aida Lawler, uh, that's A-I-D-A-L-A-W-L-O-R on Instagram. Um, I love to connect with people there. So if you are interested in, um, you know, just a really great community, I show up in my stories every single day. Um, again, I'm a mindset coach and business strategist for high-performing female entrepreneurs in the online space. I'm not currently taking any one-on-one clients, um, because I am, solely moving my focus as of right now to my Hugh and Grace business. I'm an associate manager there right now. And I think, you know, for me, I, you know, I was telling Carrie earlier that one of the things it's actually a year ago, almost to the day that I left another direct sales company um, because it's just, you know, while I'm really grateful for that experience, I just was no longer aligned at that part of my life because I wanted to solely focus on my coaching career And I really thought that I'd hung up my direct sales shoes forever. Um, And I was very honest and open about that. But it's not because I didn't believe deeply in the model. Most of my coaching clients are still in that world. But because this felt so fresh and so different, and I wanted to give back to my team in the way that I do with a lot of my clients. So right now, my team of, you know, over 50 is... I feel in this really uh, special place where they get sort of like one-on-one work with me um, through their business. And so I, I love that I'm able to work in that capacity and also work within that um, Hugh and Grace community, as you know. So I'm, I'm really fortunate to be in that space. And I love the fact that I get to step into a place where I get to be mom. Because again, like we talked about, you're constantly giving energy when you're in that coaching space. And in the direct sales world, you have that opportunity for passive income, for more time freedom. And so I was like all for it for sure. I think if I were, I, I think if I were to leave you all with anything, is just just to be really honest um, with yourself and the things that you want. I think a lot of times when we think about what we want, we start to go down this road, especially as moms, you know, like, oh, I just, you know, I want to make enough money to send my kids to private school or, you know, put them in the equestrian program or, you know, do this for my partner. And the reason that we're not creating and manifesting is because we're not like deeply excited about the things that we're thinking about and that we think that we want and that, that we're calling in. You need to really align yourself with the really fun, sexy goal that lights you up personally. That's how you create and manifest. That's how you do it. You just have this sort of um, cellular connection to the things that you want. And then you focus on those things, not from a scarcity mindset of like, when's this going to happen for me, but really stepping from a place of it's done. Like I'm not available for anything else. Like this is, 
this is it and it's going to be done. And just being really open to it coming into your life in any which way. So just being really open to receive. And, and I say that to you because I don't think people realize like, they're like, oh, I would be open to receive a million dollars. But the reality is if you're not open to receive a compliment, so if somebody comes up to you and says, oh my gosh, I love your hair. And your response is, oh my gosh, I haven't washed it in three days. This is all dry shampoo. You are not ready for your million dollar empire because the universe is like, uh, girl, you can't even take a compliment. I'm not going to give you a million dollar empire. You're not open for that. You're not ready for that. So really start paying attention to how you're receiving compliments, how open you are to opportunities, friendships, um, new ventures. And when you start saying yes to those things, then life starts saying yes to you. Okay. I love that. And I love that you finished in that way. I was just thinking when you said that, all of the things that I say, oh my gosh, I got this purse for sale. Mm -hmm. Like it was only such and such or thanks, but like, I really haven't done I say I do those things all the time and I in like a non-deserving like I should only have this because I got this on clearance at TJ Maxx or whatever. Yes, why do women do that? No. I have no idea but that is such a good call out for sure. Okay, so be open to receiving all things and I love that you said be really really honest with what the fun sexy goal is that you want in life. Be open and honest to what that really is. Yes, because that's the only way that you're going to create. Because if you, otherwise, I mean, then you're like half ass, right? Because you don't really want the thing. You're not super excited. So you're not going to work towards it, whether consciously or subconsciously. So make it about you so that you can show up, be happy, be a better partner, be a better mom, be all the things. Okay. I love this. I so appreciate you jumping on today. Everyone should follow her because her Instagram is amazing and fun. I always get inspired when I check it out and she is inspiration for sure. I love that you jumped on today. It, this is one of uh, the podcasts that I will go back and listen to. Um, there's a few of them that I have that when I'm having a day, I go back and re-listen, I take notes. And so that that will be this for sure. Oh, I'm so well, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really so grateful, ladies. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us, Aida. It was wonderful to hear your story and your perspective on things. And for our listeners, if you go to our show notes, there is a way to find Aida and also to subscribe to our newsletter. Check it there. Please honor us with a five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps other people find us. You can contact us, Carrie, at grandrevcreative.com. You can find us on Instagram at grandrevcreative and on Twitter at grass underscore podcast. And thank you so much for being here. Again, thoughts out to the world and we hope for peace. All right, guys, we will see you next week. This is Greener Grass.